My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to part three, four, two. Well, part like of like all of them. Yes, this would be at. part four now yeah. <laughs> of our whole series. Yeah, so part four of this walk through the decades that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And in this one, we're going to focus on the part two of the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So 35 through 39. Right. This one was interesting, but we had like a lot of... We're, we're already in horror copying off everything. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, we yeah. had three in this section that were basically the same. Yeah. So, or at least they took elements from each other. And they were all pretty good. Yeah. I didn't, like, hate anything. No, so. not at all. And we also had to pick two. So if anybody's following the Rotten Tomatoes, we had... You're missing 30, some. 37 and 38, they didn't have ones listed. So we did extensive research to figure out what to put on our list. And we yep. put two different ones, which we'll get to. Yep. But to start off with 1935, we have The Bride of Frankenstein. So we're not really going to delve into this one because that was actually our first episode this year was about The Bride of Frankenstein. So go back. Listen right, to that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so The Bride of Frankenstein, an American film, obviously the sequel to Frankenstein. And it's basically the same premise. So we have... A man who wants to bring this monster to life. And this monster this time is a woman. We still have the Frankenstein monster around. He's still alive. And we still have Frankenstein. He's getting married at the time. And he meets with another crazy scientist who actually is building little miniature people in bottles. And And Dr. Frankenstein's like pissed. Exactly. And eventually the monster finds a friend. The friend is taken from him. And he gets to this woman that they have essentially made for him and then the monster realizes she can't love him and he kills them all or does he dun 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 right exactly because Which we we'll get to later end up another one <laughs> yeah re-watching this we did talk about it already but i wanted to make sure that i rewatched all these movies to see what the film looked like and stuff so i picked up little things yeah the only thing i picked up this turn this time is they really emphasize their R's right in the beginning when they have that weird accent with the writers and it's Mary Shelley talking about the last one, basically giving you the update on the last Frankenstein. They like, this dude like really trills his R's. That's all I had. Maybe he wanted to be very high society. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think I of. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, this movie is good. We already talked about it. So you, again, you can go back. We're not going to dwell on it too much, but it's it's mm-hmm. good. It's a very, as we'll talk about when we get down to all the way to 39 here in just a little bit uh there a lot of the frankenstein family is very similar because right. they're creating monsters and creating life right so this is, is an, what it is exactly this is another james whale he's our big universal director and once again i'm gonna keep telling you guys what's going on in history at the time and at this time you know we're getting ready for world war ii and at this time in 1935 hitler was starting to rearm germany so it's coming up yeah and that actually is interesting for another film coming up. Exactly. But before we get there, we're going to jump to 1936. There's a film called The Devil Doll, which also is heavily influenced by the Frankenstein films. Yes. This one is Todd Browning. Yes. Which we have already done an episode, Freaks, which is also Ted Browning. Yes. Todd Browning. So this is actually another kind of like mad scientist mm-hmm. creating things. He's shrinking people down and honestly, dogs. He had dogs. Yes. Yeah down to a sixth of their size Mm -hmm. so instead of going crazy massive like frankenstein did with his creature or monster he's shrinking right which is kind of like bride of frankenstein because that with the scientist did the same thing so hence devil doll 
And in this one, it's not actually the original scientist that kind of runs with this. It's a man who was framed for robbing his own bank and murdering. Mm -hmm. And so he basically uses this like almost shrinky dink premise of (laughs) of people to get back at the people that framed him for murder. And that's pretty much the premise of this film. Right. Exactly. He eventually takes them all out or gets them in prison. Yeah. (laughs) And, and it's, a good film. It's actually it pretty, pretty short. It's only like an hour 18. It was. It kind of gets to the point very quickly. He has mm-hmm. a partner who is the scientist's wife, I believe she was. Mm-hmm. It uh, was. Yeah. And she's an interesting character. And eventually they do not. Do they not butt heads quite a bit, which is and also. she inter- takes them out or tries. Tries yeah. to just eliminate yeah. the problem. That does not really work. <laughs> and I, I really, I liked this because it was short. Not that Mm I don't like these movies because they're short, but it didn't add in a lot of fluff Mm -hmm. and it just kind of got straight to the point. And it was interesting because it added in like, yeah, there's a mad scientist, but it's like, well, Frankenstein already did that. Right. So let's add in like the shrinking part, but also how is he going to use this to his personal advantage? Because we know humans are selfish and they're going to take things and use them for their own gain. Now, Mm -hmm. in his defense, his own gain was pretty justifiable. Right. And he ends up falling in love with the little people, the dolls. Yeah, right. He he actually appreciates them and when the his female counterpart accidentally drops one he like panics. So He's he not cares cool to them. at a point. Yeah. That man actually is Lionel Barrymore, which is part of the Barrymore clan, like Drew Bar- Drew Barrymore and all that. Really? Oh yeah, she Long has line of so actors. many uncles and grandfathers and father. No silver spoon though, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Not that she said that or anything, but right. I would love to be born into a family of... Right, like that? Riches going back to the 30s. That'd I be know, awesome. Right? But yeah, that one was fun. I really enjoyed it and I honestly, I don't... Th- we'll get into it, but I don't think there's a ton of these that I wouldn't recommend watching. No, I enjoyed this one. The only yeah. comment I had on it was so everyone loved Bride of Frankenstein so let's do it again because of the doll piece. Yeah. Well, and like he makes these miniature dogs and I would like totally make like mm. tiny versions of my yeah. pets that I could just carry around with me oh, all the yeah, time. Man. And Talk about emotional support animals. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just funny because like in the beginning the only note I really made was like this man died for a minute and like the woman is like sad but then she's like oh you can just take over for him for like two seconds she's like sad so the character development or like it's it's again they had they crammed this into like an hour 18 so like he dies and she's like oh my god you can do it though it's fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's good it's very it's it's just it is what it is it's it's very like kind of middle of the road but it's still good especially Mm -hmm. for what it is it's really cool to see the special effects around this time right as i say a million times in these but it's still really cool to see see. how they grow exactly moving on to another american film oh my god it's my favorite in 1937 this is our first one that's not on the rotten tomatoes list what Such we, a good pick. You did this one. What we picked was Night Must Fall from 1937, which was actually a uh, nomination for an Oscar that year, which is interesting. So fucking good. Yeah. And I'm not, I wasn't sure since it was nominated if it would actually be horror, but I think it was pretty, pretty no, horror. I would say it was, yeah, yeah, spooky as shit. So this movie was all about a invalid woman who actually isn't she is in a wheelchair all the time and needs everybody to help her but she's actually there's nothing wrong with her it's basically munchausen's exactly and she has her 
niece and other helpers around the house and servants and ends up with this man coming by this man we find out because you hear on the periphery that someone died in a park and they couldn't find her head this man we find out is a serial killer and he's the one that killed this woman and he's been carrying her head around and then he ends up killing this woman who's pretending to be disabled. Yeah, so he lives in with this family and he's it's like real creepy. He gets this real close. Master manipulator. He's acting like he's like the perfect person. And like this bitter old bitch woman doesn't like anybody. She right. hates her own niece. But she loves him. But loves him because he's playing like and that's what makes this movie so scary to yeah. me. Is because this is the scariest part of just human nature. This in is the general. real stuff. Exactly. And I made a lot of points about what I liked about this film because this was my favorite out of what Mm -hmm. we watched personally. So it starts out, the niece's monologue by the window is really good. So night Mm -hmm. must fall. She basically says, she gets, we all got up and looked at the weather, talked like we're doing now. And, and she says that again, but, and he did that. And then he killed a woman or something along those lines. Like, and she basically says, he's doing all these same things that we're doing right this second, except something in him is so different. She's smart. She Mm -hmm. figures it out. Yeah. And the creepy man is describing, like, when he comes into into the film here, he is so scary and cold that he's describing everyone to a T. You know, he's very, like, the very typical psychopath. Oh, yeah. Like, he is reading everyone so perfectly. I even put that, what a crazy psycho. Yeah, she's the only one that's, like, catching on to this, like... But she even falters a little bit. She falls for him a couple times and it scares her when she does. Yes. Well, she does bring it back at the end. Like she realizes that she shouldn't fall for him and that is wrong. But yeah, she does a couple times. Yeah. And I got to say, like, I, this is going to sound creepy and I don't necessarily mean it like this, but, and I don't look up to them in the way that I also want to be a killer, but people (laughs) that can bend people like this. Mm Mm-hmm. There's something about them that I find so intriguing to the point of, like, almost, like, looking up to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... They're ma- fascinating. Manipulating people like that is such a, a cool skill. Like, uh-huh. I don't... I wouldn't want to aspire to be able to manipulate people like that. Right. But, like, also... Neat. Maybe just a little bit. Hey, yeah. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Because I literally put... This guy's a master f- manipulator and he's yeah. my fucking idol. Yeah. Like, that's so fucking is. cool. But, like, terrifying. I mean, he's a nobody who comes into this wealthy household and just takes over. Yeah. She's, like, the queen of this fucking mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because they say, there's a man coming to live here, so we'll be quite all right. And I was like, LOL. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nah. You're literally inviting the serial killer exactly. in to live with you. Because he's smart because he gets, like, the dim-witted maid convinced that he wants to marry her to get in. So he, right. like, he's using them all as pawns. And that's why this movie's so scary. Even the maid knows that there's something wrong with him. But yeah. she's still like, yeah, it's okay. We're getting married. It's yeah, fine. Whatever. No problem. And then I was, they go through his shit at some point, And this is where you really get suspenseful because they're going through his stuff, like, as a unit. Like, the niece and the maids both the maids are and i'm like yes girls go through his Mm -hmm. shit but you're like oh my god they're gonna get fucking caught and they do get caught and that's fucking stressful and while he's even he at some point gloats to her about the murders that they haven't been found out and then they find something without the head on the property yes and like i know i'm kind of going into this but i was so impressed 
by this movie for the time period it was in. I can't believe I've never heard of it before. Totally agree. Like, it was an amazing why, movie. Why has nobody told me about this fucking movie before? I know. And that's when, like, whole and another thing was I was looking at this from, like, a who we are as human beings then and now, the exact same. Because yeah. whole fucking tours are coming to the house to gawk at where this body was found without the head. I know. I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah. That was a really cool, like, touch. And the old, bitter old lady is posing for newspapers because she's, like, eating this shit up yep. about being famous because of where the body was found. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. We are the yeah. exact same. What happens when a school gets shot up? Everyone the wants media to go see flocks. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. People still go to Columbine just to yep. fucking, they're thinking about tearing it down just because. The school? Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. because this past year, a copycat wanted to come shoot up Columbine and yeah. flew into Colorado. Yeah. But even then, people just drive by to gawk at it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't changed. And then there's a fucking head in a box you find out because he almost gets caught and he passes out because he almost gets caught yeah and i was like what's in the box it's the og yeah what's in the box yeah and the girl who falls who keeps falling for him a couple times and then she wins in the end but she even hides that for him at one point like she knows she covers up for him yeah Yeah. and that's that's scary yes it is because he has convinced her that she loves him yeah and that they could be good together. Even though he's like, yeah, I have this thing about me where I kill people, but, like, we're good. Right. It's totally fine. And not even kill people. Like, I feel like there's levels. I'm not saying I'd be with a murderer, but there's levels. And taking like Dexter's their head fine. and keeping it with you, <laughs> yeah. that's a different level. <laughs> that's a that's a trophy that, like, yeah. we can, we're not going to go there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And she does end up uh, basically trapping him. He, she, he kills the old woman because she finally gets scared enough to leave. Mm-hmm. And when she leaves, he kills the old woman because, like, convenient because she's rich and well, can yeah. fund his lifestyle. And she's all alone. Might yeah. as well. And also, and then she comes back with cops and everything and makes him. Because, of course, he monologues like most villains do right. and confesses to everything. And the cops catch him and take mm-hmm. him away. And But, God, he's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, scariest they movie. They picked a good guy. We've watched... In my opinion, out of so some of these older movies. Yeah. Because, just because of the type of scare. The fact that it's real. It yeah. could really happen. It yeah. probably has yeah. many times. Oh, yeah, for sure. So five out of five. I know we're not, like, rating all these, but, man, that was I will watch that again for just for pleasure. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed that movie. Obviously, because I just went on a fucking tangent. Because <laughs> I had so many notes because I loved it so much. So, yeah, really good movie. I highly suggest Might Must Fall. Uh, you guys should really watch it. It was really fucking good. It kept mm-hmm. my attention the whole time. It was really Which good. is sometimes hard to do with these older movies. Yeah, absolutely. Like the next one. So the next one is called J'accuse or I Accuse from mm-hmm. 1938, and it is French. Right. It is the only one that's not American on right. our list for this section. And this is the one that I have the most to talk about. Well, great, because... You don't have anything to talk about? Not like, not really. Did you not like it? I, I did. I liked it. So it's in French... Completely. Yes. Uh, subtitled. Mm-hmm. And I liked it, but it did, I, there was like a time period where like, I feel like I blacked out for 30 minutes it and I was like, wait, what the bit. fuck happened? It did, <laughs> and it then drags, I, yeah. but the ending, gets, it, it's there for you. That is true. I promise you. Yeah. If you can get through this movie, it's worth it in the end. So it basically starts out with World War One. This is a political piece, 1,000%. Oh, like, yes. That is what the director made this movie for. Yeah. It was a political piece because they were trying to say that, don't you guys remember what happened in World War One? Please don't let World War Two happen. And the reason they did that is because Germany at this point had already taken Austria. 
World War II was right there. It yeah. was getting ready to happen. So they were trying to prove that. So in the film, we have World War One and how terrible it is. And it's this unit of people that they all get killed except for one man. And that one man, it is his dying wish that he is going to do the rest of his life to make sure there's no other world war. And he fails. But does he? Because he fails. The papers say World War II is coming, but he goes and he finds all of the people that died at Verdun, all of his unit, even more than that. Yeah, And millions. he summons them. From the grave. From the fucking grave. And all of those ghosts end up going everywhere. They don't just say France because he rose Russian people. He rose Americans? German people. He rose Americans. And they're all going home. Across the entire world, ghosts are going home at this point. And it is terrifying the fuck out of people. And it stops World War II. There's like hysteria. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Uh, Holy yeah. fucking shit. You yeah. think your loved ones died and they just wander into your house? fucking a yeah well it's got to remind people here are your lost loved ones and you guys are and the, it even says the living are doing it again mm-hmm. go remind them mm-hmm. like yeah it's it's really powerful he does an amazing job like yeah there is a point where he finally gives into the shell shock and he acts fucking crazy yeah and he does a damn good job and he does that because he went back to Verdun and realized these people are talking to him. Mm-hmm. They're trying to call him from the grave. Yeah. Like I he, was actually watching this with Brad, and he was like, what about this as a horror movie? And then right at the end, he's, like, almost being called by the spirits from beyond the grave. And it was spooky. It like, was the spooky. sound effects. I was like, ooh. I told Connor, I was like, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, scary. It was scary. And it's... It, I even, like, looked stuff up, and it was, like, talking about... The director was talking about, like, the French people will always be and will always love peace. And it was, like, his big... Right. Obviously, like you said, like, yep. please don't let World War II happen. Which, in two years from this movie, France was already occupied. So yeah. that's really fucking sad. Yeah. There's a point in this movie... So they're basically portraying Nazis in it. Like, yeah. they're in France. They're in Paris. But there is a high-up man who's... Okay, so the main guy has a best friend that, or not a best friend, but they lived in the same village. But our hero cheated with his this man's wife, and yeah. this guy died. And his promise was that he wouldn't go back to this man's wife, but instead to stay around the family, he went after this man's daughter. So he was getting ready to marry her to make sure that they're all right and that they live well, and he can still look after the one he actually loves, which is the mother. But the daughter ends up going with the Nazi douche. And there's a point where he says something like, or the mother says, save my daughter, save her from him. Okay, now, I know Nazis are bad. But at the same time, they didn't really know that at that second in time. So save her from what? Comfort? Comfort and wealth? Right. What the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this movie does drag quite a bit. I mean, honestly, you could watch the beginning and then, like, tune out for, like, an hour and then come back and yeah. you would get the same effect. But it, that being said, it's still a good film. And honestly, we should all watch it right now. Yes, we should. I mean, I know that the, like, with the recent Iran crisis, it seems like things have quelled a little bit but don't fucking think that just because in today's society things move so fast that things have blown over because they fucking haven't exactly i mean this is the saddest part to me those kids that acted in this movie that acted as soldiers those are the ones that went to world war ii yeah how fucking sad is that you tried to do this protest movie to make sure that you would 
not have to go or your family and friends and you went anyway. That's fucking And sad. probably died. Exactly. There's a point when all the dead are rising that people fucking panic. It, you can see it. <laughs> there's even a point when everybody's panicking and there's a duck just like ah, flacking it in the middle. Like just... but they make a point to say that the animals are freaking out all the crosses have gone all the grave markings have gone yeah fucking leave like fucking leave (laughs) it smells like sulfur leave (laughs) bye (laughs) like one guy's freaking out and the rest of them are like chill the fuck out hey exactly this isn't his name but they're like rob just calm the fuck down god (laughs) stop being dramatic like and he when he says the animals Uh like that's when i would have been like Bye. Right. And then she says the crosses are gone. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh, no. Absolutely yeah. They not. picked up their crosses and left. Like, right. <laughs> no. Exactly. The makeup was fucking great on the, them. Yeah, they did look they really did good. They did a really good job. Yeah. It's just really sad. It and, is really sad. And incredibly sad. relevant. And it's been like, you know, every hundred years we seem to just blank out on history. Yeah. With. And every hundred years it's a cycle of the same thing. Viruses. Just bacteria. Like, think war. about what happened in America in the 1920s before. We had the Gilded Age. We had really, really rich people and really, really poor people. Hmm, interesting. That kind of sounds like what's going on right now. Fascinating. Oh my God. Can I? <laughs> yeah. So all you really have to do is look back at history to see what's coming. Because exactly. we just never fucking learn. Ever. We never pay attention. And politicians definitely don't pay attention. They don't care. Ever. If you think they care about you, you're fucking wrong. Exactly. Obviously. They just, you know. I, exactly. And we could make a million of these war movies and nobody cares. No. Clearly. And it's not to say that, like, a movie would have prevented World War II, but it's just sad because. He, they tried so hard. Yeah. Well, filmmakers, you know, they may not be the toughest or roughest, but they're doing what they can to make mm-hmm. a statement and make the public listen. And Exactly. And, well, this movie was originally from 1919, which was before World War One. Yeah. So maybe we should fucking pay attention to what filmmakers are actually doing. Yeah. Because they're trying really fucking hard. Yeah. Pay attention. Exactly. But moving back to America. Yeah. In 1939, we have a staple of American culture, it seems. Son of Frankenstein. (laughs) Bride. Son. And we even get more in the 40s. Yeah. Even, there's even Abbott and Costello do one with the Frankenstein and, and the Invisible Man and all of them. <laughs> yeah. We just stick with this, this person These over These universal over monsters were just yeah. fucking cash cows. Exactly. I don't have much to say about this because this movie is basically the same as the others. So, yeah. Frankenstein's son comes back to their old village and he takes over and the family home. And they hate him. They do. They take, well, because he's already fucked over the village twice now. We got yeah. two movies of that. His son comes into town, and he's going to be his his father's son, and he's going to figure it out, and he's going to bring people back, and he does. He finds the Frankenstein monster, and actually Bella Lugosi is Igor, or Igor. It's so funny to me, and I mentioned this to you, because Bella Lugosi did not want to be Wolfman because he was too attractive. Frankenstein. I'm sorry. That's why, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to be Frankenstein because... That was insulting. Exactly. And then he goes and fucking plays Igor. Yeah. And which, who is the ugliest motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's not great. So he plays Igor, who goes and gets, he found the Frankenstein monster, and he's just been holding on to it until the son of Frankenstein comes, who can bring him back. And he brings him back, and then the whole thing happens again. People die, and... But Igor can basically bend the monster to his will. Yes. And it seems to be the only one that can. Yes, but then Igor dies, and the monster goes berserk. Yep. 
then they kill the monster and the son of frankenstein gives the whole property and the town to the town he leaves he's no longer the baron and that's the end of the movie yeah and like i liked this film i liked that the whole son aspect i i really liked his kid was real cute mm-hmm. and but i would i would personally move to a town for a medieval castle even if everyone hated <laughs> me yeah, so, that's fair. I mean, and honestly, it really is. It's, like, the same movie, mm-hmm. just with, like, the town fucking hates him, and the inspector's on his ass, because he's, like, pretty sure he's going to come back and reanimate this monster, or do it with with another monster. Right. Or creature, or whatever. Right. And that's, I mean, honestly, yeah, that you pretty much summed up the whole movie. Like, exactly. it's good. There's, like, more it things in between. This one and Bride of Frankenstein are the ones that went on to, you know do Young Frankenstein. It's these storylines they put yeah. together to make Young Frankenstein. So, you know, that's fun because you can see some of that in yeah. it. But it was the same movie. It was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, all the Frankensteins are... There's a scientist who wants to harness life itself. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, they do that, but they can't control it. And it fucks shit up. And people are mad about it. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Exactly. There's your movie. That's your movie. And it, they're all good. There, so I, ta-da, there's 1939. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't really make any notes because it, it just is what it is. Exactly, there was nothing really new about it, and it was the same story. So. I mean, it was cool to see, like, you know, them. I, I always really like throw. It's not like a throwback because it's not like Frankenstein was fr- like decades ago. Right, you know, it was just the same decade but Mm -hmm. it's just it was cool seeing like oh my father left me these letters and like if it had been decades ago it was cool to see like the throwbacks to the original and things like that so I enjoyed that aspect of it but they didn't really even talk about the bride of Frankenstein no they didn't like it yeah didn't really it was nice that we kept everything within the decade though because we start with Frankenstein in 1931 we end with Sun in 1939 the That's whole family cool. goes through. Through the 30s. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was good. All the Frankenstein movies are good. They're all pretty much the same, just different variations of the monster or who's doing it. Because even in the second one, Frankenstein doesn't actually want to do it. It's this other scientist. And right. then in this one, it's his son after he has passed oh, on. Right. So, you know, it's just variations on the same storyline that works. And apparently mm-hmm. got people in the theater during this time frame. Exactly. So, I mean, out of this group of movies, I definitely say watch Jacques or I accuse is the American title and mine is night must fall and that's also amazing yeah yeah those are our and that was funny because those aren't even two on that you'll find on the the list yeah Yeah, because if you go onto even Wikipedia and look for like horror movies 1930s there's like year gaps yes where there's just no horror Well, because we have World War II getting ready to amp up and we have the Great Depression and then we have the Dust Bowl and there's just a shit ton going on yeah get it and they're and these I guess they don't really consider them horror, but like mm-hmm. you have the supernatural back from the dead. How is that not horror, right? I yeah. mean, I guess it's like a political drama. Yeah. And then Night Must Fall, which is more, I guess, of a thriller. Yeah, I could see it as a drama, but because you don't see any death. But yeah, but serial killers are spooky, man. Exactly. So yeah, the ones that we're choosing for you guys to watch aren't even like they're like under the big giant horror genre Mm -hmm. but not even according to wikipedia or rotten tomatoes Mm -hmm. so i guess that's why nobody had ever told me to watch it because they're not big and also one of them's not even american exactly and probably i don't know was it difficult for you to get a hold of 
Uh, it, I had to get it on Amazon for oh, okay. Blu-ray for 20 bucks, but it wasn't that bad. That's good. Yeah. So those are our two recommendations out of these. If you're only, they were all good. They were. So, I mean, if you are just wanting to binge movies, this has probably been the most solid five movies we've mm-hmm. done, like consistently good. Yeah. But, I mean, there. yeah, I would watch them all, but my pick would be Night Must Fall. Yep. And yours would be IQs. Yep. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this, uh, the part two of the 1930s, this installment of our Horror Through the Decades. We'll be back with the 1940s part one soon, so stay tuned mm-hmm. for that. And thank you so much to our patrons. We really appreciate you. Yes. You can head over to patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast if you would like to become a patron. We have two tiers, $1 a month and $5 a month. And we would love if you would come hang out with us for bonus content, exclusive giveaways, and just uh, come feel the love and hang mm-hmm. out with us over there. And of course, you can hang out with us on all of our social medias. Everything is the extra sisters podcast. And we'd love to have you there as well. Mm-hmm. Until next time, stay creepy.